Fairchild Radio, Toronto. The following are programs for the international communities of Greater Toronto. Opinions and views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. Okay, Moran with the shot in towards the coast. Oh, what a save by Sean Doherty. Good morning, folks, and welcome to Kyolog. It's crack. How are you doing, Ken? Not so bad, Mark. Here we go, number sh- two. Number two. Lots of, uh, lots of comments on the show last week. I got a lot of abuse, Ken. Oh, I did too, yeah. Fierce abuse altogether. But uh, overall, I think the majority of folks out there seem to like what they were hearing anyway. Yeah, well, we'll, uh, that's what we'll continue to tell ourselves. Anyway. Exactly. So uh, there's a bit of footage there. Kerry and Dublin in the 1977 All-Ireland Final and I have to tell you, I probably scored about 100 goals in my backyard listening to that footage or thinking about that footage. But uh, it is, uh, I think, very appropriate that we, we have a, a little bit of uh, GAA, uh, a bit of a GAA intro today because there's a bit of a GAA theme to our show today. Although uh, that's basically because Mr. Farmer is joining us later on. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But that there was Mihal O'Hare at his best. And uh, those lads there, you got Ogie Moore and Bernard Brogan, you've got David Hickey, uh, Tony Hanahoe, Bobby Doyle. These are all lads that I grew up kind of, you know, uh, absolutely idolizing in my backyard, kicking the ball against the wall. So Wishing you could be them, huh? Wishing, wishing. Anyway, I'm going past it all now. But um, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Ken will be joined by uh, the president of the Canadian GA, Brian Farmer, and the 2013 Grand Marshal. And um, who else is joining us here? Well, we have a big announcement Big announcement today. We'll be joined by Kitty Freely later on. She'll be uh, making something, uh, somebody happy in the community today. We'll have to sure. tweet that. We'll have to tweet that. Yeah. Great, uh, great listen to that uh, track for sure, Mark, uh, off the top, giving us inspiration like that. And superb week in Irish sport, really, compass, wasn't it? The uh, rugby team had a fantastic win last week. We got to, to watch that. And uh, also, of course, the lads playing soccer Against Poland in the middle of the week. Easy, easy, easy meet. meet, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Easy, pity easy there's no, pity there's no old Polish fellas in this radio station here now. No, no, no. Of course, I'm heading there on Monday. I'll be able to give them lots of you're lots to, of use. You're going to Poland on Monday. I'm heading over there to Warsaw. That's Rub trouble. it in. That's trouble. That's trouble. And um, I don't want to kind of talk t- too much about this, but uh, Ireland, our uh, leash absolutely thumped Armagh last week. I might bring it up with Brian on the phone, him being an Armagh, but, but your boys didn't fare so well. I know, Roscommon took us. To, yeah, yeah. let's not talk about that. Tough men in Roscommon, tough men in Roscommon. Did you watch the Super Bowl? I did, I did. Great, great stuff all together. The drama when the lights went out, huh? Oh, God. The jokes were great on Facebook. I have to say how fast people were. There was one great one I read where... Uh, you know, for a change, all the rich people got locked into the stadium. That was one of the best ones I read. I think that was David Miller that might have had a, thrown that one yeah, up there. That's good. Very good. Anyway, you want to kick us off with a song here? Yeah, we're going to play some traditional music. This is the Bucks of Orrin Moore, the Hughes Band.
The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. For over 12 years now, the Belfast Lounge has been the go-to place in Mississauga for great food, great ambiance, and a traditional Irish welcome. Located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton, Colin McCullough and his staff will be pleased to welcome you to an Irish bar and restaurant that evokes memories of some of Ireland's great classic pubs. You can choose your spot at the bar, dine in the comfortable restaurant section, or just stretch your legs in the cozy lounge area. The cuisine of Executive Chef Colin is renowned, whether you are dropping in for a fast pub grub lunch or a more leisurely evening dinner with family and friends. We look forward to seeing you at the Belfast Lounge, an Irish oasis in Mississauga. Call us at 905-212-9048 for group bookings or to find out our upcoming entertainment schedule. We're located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton Avenue. And a message now from our friends at Kempful Travel, looking after the interests of travellers to and from Ireland for over 20 years. KempfulTravel.com and IrishTravel.ca has exclusive sale offers for Britain and Ireland with savings of up to $500 per couple on all 2013 CIE tours. Savings of $200 per couple include exclusive offerings. Daniel O'Donnell, up close and personal, August 16th to the 27th. 10 nights B&B, only thirty four seventy five per person. And Unforgettable Ireland, from September 20th to the 27th, 7 nights B&B, only twenty six seventy five per person twin share, both fully inclusive of all taxes and return air. Live like a lord, 7 nights pre-booked self-drive holiday, staying at four-star castle hotels with a free upgrade to Ashford Castle for one night for all April departures. That's only $899, land only per person, twin share, for April 2013. And Irish pub and folk tour, 7 nights B&B with 15 meals, April 26th to May 4th, only twenty four seventy four per person, inclusive of return air and all taxes. And spend St. Patrick's Week in Dublin. Return air plus seven nights at Jury's Inn, Central Dublin. Only fifteen ninety nine per person, twin share. March 13th to the 20th, including $476 in taxes. Call Sean and Karen at one 887 0865 or locally at 416-489-2424 or drop into 88 Eglinton Avenue West, just west of Young Street on Eglinton. Desmond. How are you today? Oh, I'm grand yourself, fellas. How are you down there? You all uh, uh, shoveling out of the snow all right? Yes, indeed. Yeah, lots of snow here in Toronto and, and the surrounding GTA. How's the princess? Was she? Did you get her out in the snow at all? Yeah, we're, well, actually, we're going to the Smith Falls Winter Carnival this afternoon, so there's, well, the, people were joking about that, saying that, well, at least there's plenty of snow for the Winter Carnival. It's uh, apropos, anyway, because uh, my wife was covering a snowmobile event last weekend, a fundraiser for charity, and there was no snow, so they weren't able to get the snow, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they weren't able to get out on the trails, so we're, we're glad of it anyway. We just wish they hadn't sent so much. Yeah, there you go. 
So it's great. So it's grand. Hope you guys are digging out and keeping warm anyway. And uh, good morning to all of our listeners there. Desmond Devoy here with the news from Ireland this week. And here are the top stories that are making headlines. Our top story this morning. Well, Taoiseach Enda Kenny and his government must be catching up on their sleep this weekend after a marathon dial session which saw Parliament vote 113 to 35 at 3 a.m. on Thursday for a bill to dissolve the former Anglo-Irish Bank. News agencies broke the story that the government planned to dissolve the Irish Bank Resolution Corporation, made up of the remnants of Anglo and the Irish Nationwide Building Society, following a 2 p.m. cabinet meeting on Wednesday, kicking off 24 hours of high political drama. President Michael D. Higgins jetted back from state visit to Italy to be ready at the Aris to sign any legislation. Kenny told the Doyle that the debt deal with the European Central Bank will reduce the country's borrowing needs by 20 million euros in the coming decade and ease budget pressures over the next two years, meaning that there may be up to 1 billion euros less in cuts than anticipated. The remnants of Anglo-Irish Bank and Irish Nationwide, stains on our international reputations and dents to our national pride, have now been removed from the financial and political landscape. Their closure bookends a tragic chapter in our country's history, said Kenny. The liquidation will result in the loss of 850 jobs. Socialist Party leader Joe Higgins called the late-night vote, quote, a chaotic and grotesque way to run a state after only three hours of debate. But Finance Minister Michael Noonan replied that it was unheard of for a liquidation to be announced and then not acted on immediately so that the creditors would not strip the company of its assets. A report into the Magdalene Laundries, which were run from 1922 until 1996 and which often used essentially unpaid labor done by more than 10,000 women and girls, has found that 26% of the referrals were made or facilitated by the state. The report found that the state had, quote, significant involvement in the laundries, but also found no evidence to support the perception that unmarried girls had babies in the laundries or that many of the women who worked there were prostitutes. Chairman Dr. Michael McAleese, Dr. Martin McAleese, rather, wrote that the reality, quote, is far more complex, as the women who worked there felt the social stigma of that belief. About ten religious orders ran the laundries, and Taoiseach Endekenny expressed his sympathies with survivors of the laundry. I'm sorry for those people that they lived in that kind of environment, said Kenny. Kenny called for the end of the social stigma applied to the women who worked there. However, the Labour Party and Sinn Féin are calling for an official state apology to the women, some of whom were sent there for simple things, things as simple as not having a bus ticket or other petty offences. Other girls were sent there when they were rejected from their adoptive parents, came from abusive homes, had mental or physical problems, or were poor, poor or homeless. Some were told why they were staying, some were not told why they were staying or for how long, and if they escaped, were often returned by the guardee. Many were verbally abused and had a name imposed on them. While there were no allegations of sexual abuse against the nuns, the report found that the, the girls found themselves in harsh and physically demanding work environment, which was cold, lonely, and frightening, with a rigid and uncompromising regime physically demanding work and prayer. The youngest person ever admitted to the laundries was aged nine, and the oldest was 89. Well, in business news this morning, the horsemeat scandal continues with the word that frozen lasagna sold by Findus contained up to 100% horsemeat and was for sale in Ireland as recently as this week. The Food Safety Authority of Ireland also said that the lasagna may also contain a drug, a veterinary medicine given to horses, which is a known health risk to humans, and shoppers are being urged not to eat them. Tesco supermarkets withdrew the meals from its Irish shelves on Wednesday, and the Garda Fraud Squad has been called in to help agriculture authorities track down the source of the mislabeled meat. Rangeland Foods in County Monaghan is the latest plant to cease production after a sample of the factory tested positive for a reading of 75% horse DNA. 
The plant supplies burgers to one of Ireland's most popular fast food chains, Supermax. But the company's chief executive, Pat McDonough, insisted that all the firm's burgers are 100% Irish. Meanwhile, Frieza Meats in Newry, County Down, had meat which was tested at 80% equine, connected with the Silvercrest factory in the Republic, but that meat had not entered the food chain. And finally from us this week, a Dublin man may very well take the prize for stupidity this week when he admitted to cheating on his fiancée live on a call-in radio show. A caller who identified himself only as Dave phoned into Neil Boylan's show on Dublin's 4FM this week to admit to fooling around on the mother of his child. He admitted to the cheating but said that he, quote, wouldn't be broadcasting it, at which point Boylan jumped in to say that by being on the radio he was, by definition, doing just that, broadcasting it. In his Wednesday call, Dave said he blamed a lack of passion for his cheating on his five-year relationship when he started straying six months ago. I feel justified, he said. It's her fault 100%. Then, in a moment of dramatic irony, he said there's no way she could ever find out about it. However, within minutes, his fiancée's best friend Pamela, who recognized Dave's voice, phoned the station in a livid on-air rage, calling him an idiot, amongst other stronger words we can't repeat, saying that she was going to tell her friend what was going on. Needless to say, Dave decided to do the only smart thing he's done in a while and stayed at his parents' place on Wednesday night before returning home on Thursday to find his partner and child gone to her mother's. A more contrite Dave returned to the airwaves on Thursday night telling his fiancée that, quote, in case you're listening, I love you and I'm very, very sorry. I promise I'll never do it again. He said he didn't know what came over him when he admitted to infidelity with several women and that he had no intention of letting the cat out of the bag on air. There you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland this week. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with Alex Young, Mark O'Brien, Ken Tracy, and Keolagus Crack. So on the next week, folks, Slán go foil. Thanks a million, Desmond. That was fantastic. Great story there at the end. Well, this next uh, track we're going to play from a band that has been around, Mark, for 40 years. Clonad, of course, hailing from Donegal, a great family band, their uh, Moya Brennan, and of course her famous sister Enya went to school uh, actually in Sligo, the Ursline uh, convent down there. She turned out alright. Not too bad at all, huh? Anyway, this next song, unbelievably uh, Mark, off this CD, it's their brand new CD, they're doing a, a, a live CD from Christchurch in Dublin, and this song was actually written a hundred years before we emigrated to Canada, by the man himself, W.B. Yeats. It's uh, down by the Sally Gardens, and uh, it's actually said that, of course, the Sally Gardens are on the banks of the river in Ballisadere, Sligo. And a good man from there that lives here in Canada, Eugene Savage, he tells me that there was many a night he pulled an old salmon out of there, great eating altogether. Legally. Legal. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, right, Eugene? Anyway, Eugene out there, this one's going out to you, and uh, here was... Uh, one of your mum's favourite songs. So we'll uh, send it out to you and Kathleen and your two lads, Darren and Neil. Go Brampton Rebels. Here's Clonad with Down by the Sally Gardens.
Oh, very nice. That was Clannad, folks. And I can't think of a better song to introduce us or to take us up to an interview with uh, with Kitty Freely. And uh, we're going to play a song here from Joe Dolan. And um, I've got a bit of history with Joe Dolan. I caddied for him when I was about 14 years of age. He came to an event in Abbey Leaks in County Leash. Uh, a dreadful golfer he was, but I caddied for him. And he gave me a tenner, which is a lot of money back then, I can tell you. And I uh, went to his grave as well. But two or three years ago, I, I went back to Ireland. I went to his grave, yeah. So for some reason, I've always liked him. I've always liked his music, high energy. Typical. And uh, what a very appropriate song to take us up to an interview with Kitty. Such a good-looking woman. This is Joe Dolan. Great track there, Joe Dolan, such a good-looking woman. And we've got one of them great-looking women on the line, Kitty Freely. Good morning to you. Good morning, Ken and Mark. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. And how are you guys? Not too bad. Did you have Tom out working hard digging snow yesterday? Yes, he's totally exhausted from shoveling the snow. But I like to look out and watch him. I bet you do. I bet you do. Yes. 
So, Kitty, uh, we understand you have a big announcement for us today. This could be what, Mark? Maybe our first scoop, is it? i got the tweet ready to go. Yeah. Excellent. Scoop is on, eh? Um, before we get there, Ken and Mark, I would like to congratulate you both on stepping up to keep Kyolagas crack on the airways. Thanks very much, Kitty. Yeah, Irish uh, radio shows are so important to our Irish community. So good luck with your new adventure. We know you'll do a great job. Thanks, Kitty. That's Thank great. You. Yes, and I am uh, delighted to announce that Seamus Grew will represent the Irish community by raising the Irish flag at City Hall on March the 10th. Oh, oh fantastic. fantastic. Great news altogether. Yeah. Great choice. Great Seamus, choice. Uh, who hails from County Monaghan, is well known in our Irish community. He's an accomplished keyboard accordion player, performed with the famous Carlton Show Band in the mid-60s to the early 90s. During that time, they were awarded double platinum and two gold album awards, plus they were Juno Award winners in 1973. And from 1967 to 1977, Seamus performed with the show band on the weekly Pig and Whistle show on Toronto CTV Network. So he's quite the talent. And I'm that sure a lot of your listeners out there will remember the Pig and Whistle. Oh, that's fantastic, Kitty. Great stuff. That's a great day and a great honour for Seamus. Uh, congratulations to him. Big day, isn't it, in the community now when he gets down to, to raise the flag there at City Hall? Yes, it's, it's a tremendous honour. Um, Seamus came to Canada's young lad in 1953 and remained very loyal and proud to his Irish heritage and culture. And together with his wife Maureen, they have brought up five children steeped in Irish music and traditions. And himself and uh, his son Michael and daughter Colleen formed their own Irish group called the Grew Crew. I'm sure you've heard it. In addition to performing at various Irish functions throughout the city, the Grew Crew can be seen every year on the Fermanagh float, entertaining the crowds on the St. Patrick's Day parade route. So they are a wonderful Irish family, and uh, Seamus is a very proud Irishman, and uh, he is wonderful for uh, attending and um, offering assistance when 